You are tuned into Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman, author, Natural Healing for Schizophrenia and Natural Healing for Bipolar Disorder, and I'm co-host Simone Jeanette. Today we're going to talk about hormones, endocrine system, and particularly thyroid. Way back in the 70s, a Dr. Mason and other researchers were looking at endocrine access, dysregulation, and bipolar disorder. And they found that you could identify 95% of bipolars as distinguished from schizophrenics. You could tell who was bipolar and who was schizophrenic by the degree of dysregulation. So if you had three hormone systems dysregulated, then the person was 95% chance more likely to be bipolar than schizophrenic. Different systems might be dysregulated. It could be the adrenals or the pancreas. So your blood sugar could be going up and down. And also in the adrenals is the cortisol. And very typical for bipolars is that cortisol, which is supposed to be high in the morning to wake you up, is instead high at night to keep you up and make you think that night is day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Torture. Melatonin can be secreted in crazy ways. That's what helps you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, melatonin. Yeah. Various assortments of imbalances. We're just going to be talking about thyroid today. The thyroid access is hypothalamus pituitary thyroid. Hypothalamus being the empress gland. Pituitary, the master gland. And thyroid being the target gland. Hypothalamus and pituitary are in the brain, and the hypothalamus rules the pituitary and the other glands, and the pituitary rules the downstream glands. Thyroid access dysregulation means the hypothalamus, pituitary, and thyroid are not in sync. So let's say your thyroid has plenty of hormone secretion and your body has high metabolism as a result. You have a lot of energy. Sort of like manic. Sort of like manic. High thyroid is sort of like manic with some differences. So your hypothalamus and pituitary should be telling the thyroid to slow down. But in bipolars, it's often the case that they might instead be telling it to speed up. Wow. Or in low thyroid, the pituitary might be unresponsive to hypothalamus stimulation or thyroid unresponsive to pituitary TSH and so on in the various combinations. The thyroid, as I was saying, regulates our metabolism. Basically, how our body creates energy, creates heat. So when thyroid is low, that lack of heat can make it so our enzyme systems are not working, affecting, for instance, digestion, affecting food sensitivities because you don't have the enzymes to handle the food, and affecting our ability to do work and move around because you don't have that energy. Is the thyroid more common with men or women, or is it about the same? Low thyroid is very much more common in women. 
some estimates are nine women to one man. Wow. Low thyroid. Women tend to have much higher levels of depression. Yeah. That could be well related to low thyroid. When they diagnose depression, they usually rule out low thyroid, but it's hard to discern the early stages, maybe the first five to ten years of low thyroid. The classic tests don't really pick it up. So you could get women with low thyroid who are instead diagnosed with depression. The most common presentation for low thyroid is depression. So someone has depression and maybe they're sleeping a little more than the eight hours they should be or they're gaining weight these days and and they just don't feel like exercising and they're eating a lot of sugar because they're trying desperately to get some energy from somewhere. So all those kind of symptoms you want to look, is it low thyroid? One of the old tests was a temperature test. Thyroid creates the body heat, so why not check the temperature and see if it's warm enough? What they usually do is underarm temperature, which is one degree lower than the 98.6. If it's significantly lower, you definitely want to look at thyroid. Let's say you go to the doctor and they give you a test for TSH and T4. TSH is the pituitary stimulating the thyroid. The theory is it's going to be working hard to stimulate it if it's low. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, but if you're bipolar and the system is dysregulated, it might not. Yeah. Also, older people, sometimes the pituitary gets exhausted and doesn't try to stimulate the thyroid because it's been doing it for years and it's tired. Needs yeah. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's one test, the TSH, the pituitary test. And the other test is T4. T4 is one of the thyroid hormones. It's the least active one. It doesn't do that much. And so maybe the T4 is fine, but you really want to know how T3 is. That's the active one. (laughs) And they don't always test that. So you want to have the tests that are more sensitive, the T3, the reverse T3, especially if you're under a lot of stress. Your body creates reverse T3, which fills up the thyroid receptor sites and prevents regular T3 from getting in to activate your cells. And then there's thyroid antibodies and pituitary antibodies, a couple more tests. You also want to look at, is the person low energy, depressed, sleeping, blah, blah, blah. If they have those kind of symptoms, and maybe everything else borderline, like T3's kind of low, but it's not over the normal range, but it's, it's really close to the edge of it, or any one of those off, or just no, none of them off, but the person's bipolar and they're very depressed and there's low thyroid in the family, sometimes doctors will give a trial of thyroid just to see if the person does better. And often they do, and often make the whole bipolar better, even the cycling. And so then they continue taking it. And maybe they'd get back to eight hours sleep a night instead of 12 or 10 and have energy to exercise. So detecting it could be difficult, but you do want to look at the family. If your family has it 
And if you're bipolar, then it's a good bet there's something for the doctor to pay attention to. So Yeah, they took a goiter out of my neck. They did take a goiter out. Yeah, so sometimes the goiter is the lack of iodine because the thyroid so enlarges me, yeah. to... They give me that radiation pill. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, they gave it to lower your thyroid. It, like, dissolved it. To dissolve the goiter. So when I developed the goiter, goiter, was my thyroid hyperactive then? Well, how'd you feel? I was really stressed out during that period in my life, so... Yeah. Were you tired? Were you sleeping up? I was working a lot. Were you anxious with high energy? Or were you, like, kind of slow? Like, everything was hard to do, but you kept trying to do it. I was probably more jittery. I mean, it, it's been a while. It's yeah. been seven years, so... Were you losing weight or gaining weight? I think maybe losing weight. So your goiter might have been creating more thyroid hormone, like high thyroid. Yeah. In my understanding, they removed the thyroid altogether. Does that even make sense? They do that sometimes when it's hyperactive. Now, usually they just try to remove the goiter, and there's also ways to suppress it. Like, if it's due to lack of iodine, you take more iodine. But only if that's the issue, because otherwise more iodine would increase thyroid activity and worsen the situation. Well, I mean, I'm also bipolar, and during the time I was really stressed out, and they gave me the radiation-type pill, and my understanding at that time was that it was just to remove my thyroid, and since then I've been taking levoxathyroxine. I just take it every day, and if I don't, because I did end up having a mental health collapse, and, a, and they say it was partly because I wasn't taking my thyroid medication. So thyroid's really important to know about, apparently, <laughs> and I learned the hard way. <laughs> There's another thing they use for high thyroid in alternative circles to some degree, and that's lithium, because lithium is known for suppressing the thyroid. Wow. And it was Pfeiffer who originally suggested trying lithium. Lithium's also known for gaining weight and losing hair. My mom was on it. She's bipolar. It was horrible. Yeah, so there's different doses. Yeah. <laughs> so lithium actually suppresses the thyroid over time, and you don't have to have a psychiatric dose for that to happen. So you can have a much smaller dose. Mm. Yeah, you did a pretty good description of high thyroid, like <laughs> jittery and can't sleep and brain effects like mania. And usually you get thin and anxious and everything's going too fast. Yeah, during that time I was actually living in an RV with all four of my kids. I was experiencing homelessness. I mean, that on top of everything else, I probably looked pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and high thyroid also, a person has the eyes seem to pop out. Oh, it's really interesting. So Betty Boot must have had high thyroid. Because she was a cartoon, right? So high thyroid, like <laughs> my tend towards medium. And then as they get the thyroid more balanced, can be less prone to it. Sometimes for high thyroid, it's a question of lack of iodine and the thyroid is overcompensating. And sometimes it's a question of too much iodine. So you have to figure out what it is. <laughs> yeah, and how do they do that? There was no discussion with me about anything. It was just like, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, okay. Now I'm more aware, and I think I would be more proactive in my diagnosis and treatment if I would known then what I know now. 
Well, anyway, it's standard of practice what they did. Now, if yeah. it was a good idea, I don't know. But yeah, right. I was hesitant because radiation, that sounds scary. Like, what? But there was, like, no other option. It was like, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Sometimes nutritional options are slower. Things like meditation, things to calm you down would have been really good. But on top of that, you have to deal with the thyroid. You could have a heart attack. You can't have it being too high. Wow. So, yeah, it's something that, depending on the extent to which it's high, could require immediate attention. And it mimics mental health if you aren't, like, I didn't realize I hadn't taken my medication in like three months because my OHP had lapsed. And then I had a major mental health collapse. And after it was all said and done, one of the things my doctor had said was a lot of it played into the fact that you weren't taking your medication because when a thyroid acts up like that, it does look like mental health issues sometimes. If you have low thyroid. Well, mine was totally removed. And then I didn't take my medication. And then I had a major... Which is weird because you got health manic at that time. Yeah, some crazy stuff. They might not have removed all your thyroid, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, honestly. I guess I could ask around. You but. could find out. <laughs> well, I have a really good doctor. I'm sure he would accommodate if I asked him. Yeah, it would be good to know what you have. Yeah. Thyroid has to do with our body's metabolism, body heat. If the thyroid is low, all those enzymes in the body that pretty much require 98.6 temperature will not function as well as they should. And so the digestion's compromised, and the immune system is compromised, and happiness is compromised. So it's a major functioning gland that needs to be up to par. Yeah, you can't get much exercise, because your muscles, you know that muscle ache you get after maybe you over-exercised? Well, you get that, and it doesn't go away. It takes way too long, plus weight gain, constant fatigue, sleeping. Instead of eight hours sleep, it creeps up nine, 10, 11. And if thyroid isn't treated as used to happen before they had thyroid hormone, you could literally sleep your life away. Which also looks like depression. Well, you could go into a coma and die. Accompanying that, yeah, is depression. And that's wow. one of the... One of the first symptoms of low thyroid is that's noticeable. Sleep, 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 sleep. Well, and depression. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm. depression. So people often get misdiagnosed as depressed when it's just thyroid. And you could tell to some extent by looking at family history, were there people with low thyroid or were there people who slept all the time, seemed to be lazy, but actually weren't because that's all they could do with a low thyroid, who were just gaining weight, exhausted, maybe anxious in a kind of exhausted type of way about things they can't do themselves. And eventually low thyroid leads to scary nightmares. Oh, wow. Yeah, so before there was any treatment, people used to get the low thyroid, the scary nightmares, and ultimately many of them, what's called myxodematous madness, psychosis wow. on top of that. So scary nightmares plus psychosis and no energy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would like to shout this from like a moving vehicle, like just have this play because this is not common knowledge. This should be common knowledge.
It's so frustrating to me that people don't know this. And we have like all these mental health patients on the streets and maybe like percentages of them. It's a thyroid problem. I mean, it's really frustrating. Yeah, it's bad if, for instance, say gets medication for depression instead of thyroid when right. it's a thyroid issue. And then the thyroid just gets worse and worse. And the psychiatrist who's looking at mental health is thinking, oh, they need more antidepressant. Or, or now they need body. an antipsychotic for the nightmares <laughs> and the psychosis. And really, it's just thyroid. So, and so scary. It's really, it's really scary. I've been in psychosis before. And it probably was related very much to my thyroid. And let me tell you, it might be scary for someone on the outside looking at it. But someone on the inside experiencing it, it's even more frightening. So, I don't know. Let's be kind. (laughs) (laughs) And this also makes me want to just say again, and I know this is a show on thyroid, but... Again, it's really important about our food intake and what we eat. And I've learned this while working with Eva that, I mean, now that I'm more aware of my mental health and my thyroid and I am taking responsibility for my own health and I am taking vitamins and eating more healthy and making better choices, I feel better. And it really is important what you eat if you have a mental health diagnosis or something that makes it hard for you to function in society eating really healthy food helps that struggle and I just want to like make that say that out loud for for our listeners because you can take your own health into your own hands by making healthy choices in what you eat in any case like low thyroid remember those enzymes aren't working very well and so a person could get more and more sensitive to increasing kinds of food and so it's hard to even have anything usually a low thyroid person is prone to eat sugar because they're searching for instant energy and that's re- that's really bad right because that can contribute to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago candida right right not only candida which will exaggerate the mental symptoms but also blood sugar issues, blood sugar problems, diabetes, hypoglycemia, go along with low thyroid very often. Wow. And so that's gonna also cause mental symptoms. Thyroid hormone is made of tyrosine, an amino acid, the one that makes norepinephrine and dopamine, that also makes thyroid hormone. So tyrosine makes thyroxine, the thyroid hormone, but also iodine is key to it. The thyroid creates T4, which has a molecule with four iodines. And then to activate it, it has to be turned into T3, a molecule with three iodines. It's counterintuitive. With less iodine, you actually get a more active substance. Can you tell us what tyrosine is, please? Tyrosine is an amino acid. Okay. It's the precursor of both thyroxine, thyroid hormone, and dopamine and norepinephrine, those stimulating, happy neurotransmitters. Okay. So all three of them. So it, it gives you energy and it gives you the chemistry of happiness. Huh. There's another chemistry that has to do with serotonin, contentment kind of happiness and that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about happiness that can edge into 
the effects of coffee, that's the norepinephrine effect, getting bossy and trying to put out your opinion and not listen to anybody else. But it could also go to goal-oriented behavior, as in mania, (laughs) but as in people who accomplish things in life. And dopamine is more the creative neurotransmitter, creativity, and judgment, ability to know what's sound judgment, like what's right and wrong and fair. So that's all tyrosine. Okay, so if your body is not making tyrosine, is there like some form where you can get it in vitamin supplements or something? Grass-fed, organic, red meat is an excellent source. And yes, there are supplements also. I just wanted to say that low thyroid is a very serious situation because low thyroid can mean that you're more prone to lung disease such as TB. Oh my gosh, Or like a whole... You're not breathing deeply because your thyroid's low and and you're not extracting the oxygen sufficiently. And it can make you more prone to cancer and... Both low and high can make you more prone to heart disease. High because your heart's beating too fast and too hard. Low because if not treated, your muscles, including your heart muscle, can get progressively weaker. When I forget to take my thyroid medication, and I take it regularly every morning before 8 o'clock, if I forget, I know because I start to get really irritable. I start to get shaky and sweaty. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Oh my gosh, I forgot to take my thyroid medication. I mean, I always know because right away I start to get really clammy and sweaty. My heart rate does go up. I start to get like jittery, like I drank too much coffee and I get super irritable. Yeah, that sounds like high thyroid. Yeah, I have high thyroid. I guess I had. I don't know if your medication is trying to suppress thyroid. For me, when I don't take my thyroid... My brain's not functioning right. I'm way too slow. I'm slow moving and slow thinking. It's kind of the juice for the emotional tracks in the brain for dopamine, norepinephrine, and so on. It allows everything to stimulate you. But I'm also diagnosed bipolar 1, so maybe it's a mixture of the two. It's so strange, like the different things that you can be diagnosed with and they work together so you'd have to find out what's really going on from you oh my gosh. get some analysis from your doctors you're so. my doctor <laughs> <laughs> i am not a doctor everybody so i'm an educator she's a guru yeah i'm the guru <laughs> the vitamin guru she's amazing i feel so honored to be sitting next to this woman check out her books for real time for a disclaimer This information on this show or any other brain health and healing show is not meant as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment suggestions for the individual. If you think you have a medical disorder, please consult a knowledgeable physician. You have been listening to Brain Health and Healing. For information on nutrients that are supportive to thyroid, see Either of my books, Natural Healing for Schizophrenia or Natural Healing for Bipolar, available at borgebooks.com. We may also have a second episode on thyroid nutrients. Stay tuned.